0: How comforting to know that God's presence is with us in every circumstance in our life. From being thrown into a pit, sold and treated as a slave, to being elevated to second in command in the kingdom of Egypt, everything good in Joseph's life was connected to God's presence. Today, on Enjoying the Journey, Scott Pauley leads us through a study on the life of Joseph where we will learn how to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph.
1: All of us are selfish people because that is the essence of sin. It is the self-life and self-centered thinking. But Did you know that sometimes when we are dealing with our difficulties and our trials, we are most prone to become selfish? Because we get our attention so fixated on us, and we, we forget that it's not just us, that others are having a hard time, and that perhaps even the difficulty we're dealing with is connected to what God is doing in the lives of others around us. But we've got to step back from it and get the big picture. And Joseph was a man that understood the big picture. He served the Lord in his difficulty. He practiced the presence of God even in prison. And here's one way that he did it. He learned to minister to others who were in trouble. We began in our in our last study a little list of some practical things that you can do when you don't know what to do. We started with simply do what you can right where you are. Do your job. Do what's assigned. Uh, don't get so consumed with your trouble that you fail to just do the task that is before you. But now let's add one to that list today, and it is this. Minister to others who are in trouble. You see, In Genesis 39, he's thrown in jail, but in Genesis 40, verse 1, it says, and it came to pass after these things, that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt, and Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers, and he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. Now, stop there just for a minute. Do you think that was coincidence? Do you think that was accident? Do you think... Uh, That was happenstance? No, this is the mighty providence of God. You see, God had a work he wanted to do in the lives of these two men, and through these two men, he's also going to accomplish a work in Joseph. It's just amazing how God connects people. Don't miss the connections God is making in your life. Do you believe God is a God of divine appointment? Do you believe God could let somebody cross your paths, or you bump into somebody, or, or some conversation that it is divinely ordained? Begin to look for the the sovereign purposes of God and the providence of God in your life every day. Learn to live in the presence of God. And one part of that, when you're in the presence of God, you start seeing other people like God sees them and feeling towards them as God feels towards them and ministering to them as God would minister to them. It's really all about others. Years ago, somebody wrote, a little poem. They said, Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others so I might live like thee. Help me in all the work I do to ever be sincere and true and know that all I do for you must needs be done for others. What a beautiful verse. And then some facetious person came back and rewrote it and said this. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this their motto be. Let others live for others so all may live for me. Now that's how most of us live, isn't it? And yet, I want to say to you that one of the secrets to living the joyful life and uh, enjoying the presence of God and sharing it is to begin to see others around you. And so we come to Genesis 40 and verse 4. I don't know how I read this for years and missed it. Listen to verse 4. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them. And they continued a season in ward. This is powerful. Joseph's in charge of the prison. Joseph's in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph is in charge of everything that's being done there, remember? And yet the word the Holy Spirit uses here, it says that Joseph served them. Joseph, the servant. He will be the sovereign soon in the land of Egypt. He will be the guy running the show soon, but here he is the servant. And I also love this expression, they continue to season in ward. You never know how long the season's going to be, that you are where you are. You never know how long the season will be that you'll have those people to minister to. You see, this season would only last a certain period of time. One of these men is going to be put to death. Another man is going to be restored to his place in the palace. So there was a little window of opportunity. Don't miss your window. Don't miss your moment. That person God wants you to witness to, that person God wants you to encourage, that person God wants you to pray with, that person God wants you to speak to, Don't miss your opportunity. So what does Joseph do to minister to them that we could do? Well, first of all, in verse 4, he served them. Ask every day, Lord, show me how I can serve you by serving somebody else. Have the mind and heart of a servant. Philippians 2, that's the mind of Christ. And then in verse number 7, there came a day where Joseph observed that they were sad, the Bible says. So he says to them in verse 7, he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? This is fascinating to me. He's interested in them. He cares for them. He shows the love of God to them. He he speaks kindly and encouraging to them. They're all in jail. Don't you think they all might be a little sad? And yet he discerns something here. There's a beautiful wisdom and perception that grows out of living in the presence of God. And you discern sometimes when people are having a hard time. Be alert. Be aware. Be awake. Ask God today to help you live with your head up, and to see people, and to observe things. And when you see somebody having a hard time, a good word makes the heart glad. The Bible says, and perhaps just one question to them, showing interest in them, uh, exercising the the ability you do have to reach out to them, may be the very thing they need. And of course, we know that the reason they were so sad uh, was because of the circumstance they were in, and because they they had a dream. Remember, uh, Pharaoh has dreams, but here they're having dreams, and the dreams are prophetic about what's going to happen to both of them. That's the, the larger picture. Verse 8, they said unto him, We've dreamed a dream, and there's no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Don't miss this, Do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me them, I pray you. He asked two questions of them. The first is, why are you sad? And the second is, don't you know God can interpret any dream? I love this. He not only served them and encouraged them, he spoke God's truth to them. The greatest thing you'll ever do for somebody having a hard time is point them to the Lord. My job is not to draw people to myself. My job is to point them to Jesus. Your job is not to seek to to draw people to yourself. It is rather to point them to the Lord. Speak God's word to them. There is a comfort in God's word, the patience and comfort of the scriptures. Share God's truth with them. Share what you know about God with them. Share the presence of God with them. I would point out a couple things to you. One is this. The people you minister to may may not always remember you. In fact, do you remember? uh, These men forgot him. The one who's restored to his place in the palace forgets him for a, a long season. But watch this. Though they may not always remember, God always does. God knows where you are, God sees you, God hears you, God understands you, and yes, praise God, God remembers you. Could it be that the turning point in your prison, in your circumstance, may not be your prayers for yourself, but rather your prayers for others? Do you remember the Bible says in the book of Job that God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, others? William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army one year, could not make it to the annual Gathering at Christmas time because of health, and the people were so sad that he could not be there to speak to them and address them as he did every year. But he sent a telegram, and a messenger came to the pulpit and said, General Booth has sent a message, and the people sat in rapt attention and breathless expectation waiting on the message. And it was one word it was simply the word, Others. May God help us all today to live in the presence of God and as we do, to see others around us
0: and seek to minister to the needs of others. Too many times we compartmentalize our faith to a single day of the week, often Sunday. But the Lord desires for us to live in His presence daily. And oh, what joy we find in the Lord's presence. You can learn more about living in God's presence by visiting enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph There, you will find information about Scott's book entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. You can download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. We really believe that the Lord will use this book to help you learn how to live in God's presence. We look forward to having you with us next time on Enjoying the Journey.